Live. Well, you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl. You know, when I was a kid and the weather was nice, especially in the summertime, my friends and I were always outside. You know, it was a thing of getting us inside the house because we were out playing and we were having fun. And I see that a lot of kids today don't have that experience. And there could be different reasons for that, you know, maybe some safety concerns. But today, there's so many options for kids to get that good physical activity. So today, my guest um, highlights some of those activities in her book series called Exploring All I Can Do. Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, real people, real talk. My guest, Nia Boate, you may remember her because it was I was looking back. It's like a year, almost a year and a half ago mm-hmm. that you were on, on our show, and you were talking about the first book, yes. I Am a Triathlete. Yes. And I should mention that it became a, an award-winning yes. children's book. Absolutely. Now it's like you said, okay, I did it once. I'm going to not just one more. <laughs> I'm going to do three more. Uh, yes. And we've got the series. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. That, I, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about this yesterday, and I was like, you know, I'm going to be talking to Nia tomorrow. And I got excited because... I don't know if you know this or not, but you have an aura. Um, you bring positivity. You know, you have the infectious <laughs> smile and laugh. And I was like, well, she's just going to brighten up the room, hey. you know. <laughs> and then to talk about all the things that, that you've been doing mm. since a year and a half ago yes. uh, is great. You know, with this new series, you kind of continue the triathlete um, uh, vein of it, but with different sports. Yes. How did you choose these sports? Let's talk about what the sports are and yes. how you chose them. I know. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to speak with you as well. It's always nice to be here at the 411. <laughs> and yes, and so uh, actually when I wrote my first book, I actually, I had the second one already in mind. Okay. Um, only because I, I ski. And so um, originally, you know, I've skied for 20 plus years, a lot really? longer than I've been a triathlete. I've been a triathlete now for about this year. This year will be my 10th year okay. being a triathlete. And so the ski and snowboarding book was already kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> boiling in my brain about, come on now, girlfriend, you were <laughs> skiing and snowboarding for a while you got to do a ski and snowboarding book and so and I wanted to do one that had a grandmother actually the triathlete one actually had a grandmother in it and I um, reduced it down because um, when I went to my illustrator he was going to charge me more to have uh, more characters (laughs) in the book (laughs) and so it became this book about a young girl's journey and so it was kind of singular in that sense and and some of it's really inspired by my own own story and struggles of um, 
um, swimming and other things. And I kind of put that into the book, but really wanted people to write their own story. Mm -hmm. And so how can I tell people to write their own story when, you know, I have all these other stories brewing inside of me. (laughs) And so the ski and snowboarding was next. And then I've always liked fencing. I've always thought it was elegant and beautiful. It is, but you know, (laughs) you don't, don't see it. It's not highlighted a lot or in my sphere, I guess. So I was surprised to see that one. I know. Well, my thing is, why not? Yeah. You know, so my new series, you know, I, I wanted to do something that I thought felt was impactful. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to show us um, in different ways. And so I wanted to highlight sports that, you know, that I've enjoyed, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen a lot of representation. And so the next three, that's what they're really about. It's hockey now, yeah. skiing, snowboarding, and fencing. And then I have others in them, <laughs> ah, which I'm really excited flowing about. Flowing in the brain. Ex- yes, absolutely. Have you already written them? Or? Yes, yes. Oh, I've actually written two more. <laughs> And they should be, well, we'll see, you know, the whole, this whole process has been a learning experience Mm -hmm. for me. So my first book probably took um, six months. It was actually pretty fast. Um, I work with a really great illustrator, Adriel Mecca. Shout out, Adriel. (laughs) Um, He's an amazing illustrator. And then my next two books, The Skiing and Snowboarding and The Hockey, um, both of those illustrators, they were their first time doing children's books. Okay, so different illustrators. Yeah, different illustrators. So it was important to me because um, when I researched doing children's books, it was that statistic that I found, right, that Mm -hmm. really um, propelled me into being an author. It's the one that reflected the lack of representation in children's books and characters Mm -hmm. of color. Um, But in addition, um, those statistics showed the lack of representation of characters of color, but written by people of color. So we're not Mm -hmm. even telling our story when we're reflected as a person of color in the character and in addition to that the lack of representation of um uh people of color who illustrate yeah so you know my hockey book is a person of color a woman of color and she's an illustrator all of my illustrators are people of color that's wonderful yes 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 because one one thing that really stood out to me with with the first book Mm -hmm. was the illustration yeah i mean that guy was good. I know. Adriel was, whoo. And, and he had done a children's book already. And so he was really helpful in my journey and um, mm-hmm. assisting me. Like, all right, um, you know, here's something, you know, from that illustrator point of view. So yeah. I was able to take some of the things that I learned from that experience and roll it into. Um, I don't think I would have been able to do it the same way with the next two books, um, the skiing, snowboarding, and the hockey, um, if I had not experienced um, a, such a great illustrator with my first book right yeah well with the first book there is a a rhythm and a flow in that did you continue that yeah so all these stories come to me in rhyme it's very weird (laughs) yeah you know um because in the industry they tell you not to use rhyme um there is a certain cadence that you know the professionals you have to use a certain stanza a certain cadence um but you know I'm one of those I I don't like to be in a square box um and so Mm -hmm. you know I just kind of you know uh use what naturally comes um from yeah from my artistic <laughs> standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's like when I read the story back, it just comes to me in um, in a rhyme. So, yeah, so all of them are um, rhyming books. 
I also, you know, the challenge with that is that you, it's harder to translate those, right? So, you know, you see other books who are able to translate into Spanish and other um, languages. It's kind of challenging to do that if you write your book oh. in rhyme. So I kind of, you know, there's some things with that as well. But that's how the stories come to me. So that's how they're being written. You know, because I, I you know, when I was reading the first book, I was like, how in the world did she, was she able to make all this stuff rhyme I with I mean it's it's mm-hmm. I, it's it's a story it I mean, is a story it, it truly is a story and, yes. and, were, and so with that rhythm and the flow of the of that rhyme it yeah. captivates me, you yeah. know, and I think it would really yeah. captivate the kids. Yes. Yeah. You know, when you read it out, you know, it's something about having that rhyme and that steady rhythm of the mm-hmm. story that I find exciting. So, yeah. <laughs> when you were on before, we talked about, you know, the lack of, of uh, authors of color. Yes. Um, the the lack of um representation mm-hmm. within, you know, within the sports. Yes. You know, for children. Um and there was also a, a a goal of encouraging more people to write. Yes. Have you, you know, met people who said, you know what? After reading <laughs> your book, I I thought I have a story in me, and I wrote it. Absolutely. Out. And I'm always motivating people because I think everyone has a story mm-hmm. that they could share about their lives that um, is worthy to be printed. And I think there's lessons to be learned from everyone's life in that capacity. Right. And so when I meet people, I'm like, what's your story? You know, have you ever thought about writing? You know, uh, whether it's your own, you know, autobiography or it's a fiction or even if it's a, a children's book. So I definitely have met people and I've um, been trying to definitely reach back and mentor people, but it is an involved process, yeah, <laughs> um, especially with children's books. But I tell people now more than ever, it's so easy um, to be able to be self-published because mm-hmm. literally um, you don't have to wait for a, a big publisher to get your book or your story out there. Yeah. Some yeah. of those obstacles are not there like they used to be. You're correct. So you don't, once again, you don't have to like pitch your book to some company to get them to uh, appreciate it for you to be able to sell it or share it. So that thought is that you can write your story, get it edited, um, get, <laughs> yeah, you know, your illustrators and get it out to the market as soon as you, as soon as you are able mm-hmm. to, <laughs> you know. If somebody's thinking about this and thinking a children's book, yeah. where do they find those illustrators? Oh, so I have scoured the internet. I know I've at least reached out or slid into people's DM or whatever they call it these days. <laughs> um, um, I've used um, uh, Instagram. I've used Facebook. Usually it's about uh, seeing the work of someone that I like, mm-hmm. uh, seeing their work. And I think Instagram is a good way to do that, especially if they're a working artist. You can see their work. So um, the snowboarding and skiing, he's actually a muralist. Oh. You know, he's d- done murals. Um, okay. And New Jersey and I just was captivated by his murals and said hey you know with your work that you're doing have you ever thought about doing a children's book and I just approached him and he said yeah so oh, here wow. we are yeah. you know with his first um, children's book that he illustrated you Very know cool. yeah absolutely cool. yeah so just look and search they're out there they are out there and I think um, you know I think for people 
of color, you know, a lot of times their work is underappreciated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, here is a way that you can share in their journey to, to share their work, right. you know, as well. So that part I'm really excited about because each of the books now have different illustrators. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I like to say, blessed to be a blessing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you... Um, I keep going back to the first book. Um, it was a, a to get it off the ground. Yeah. The ground you turned to Kickstarter. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and you had you had a lot of success with that. I did. Yeah, Kickstarter is really a crowdfunder, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, it has been a way to do a proof of concept to reach out to people to say, hey, you know, this is my goal. If you're interested in supporting this um, endeavor, you know, show it with um, the supporting, you know, pledging to the Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. And to see that I reached the goal um, for the first book, um, the original goal was 5,000 and we um, were able to reach 16,000. Wow. And then with this new series, um, the goal was 10,000, you know, I'm just making it a little bigger. And we were able to reach 14000 So wow. a combination of almost $30,000 between the two crowdfunders yeah. um, to raise money to, you know, um, bring these books to life is really exciting. It's a way to say that there is a market out there and people are interested right. in the content. I remember the first book, you uh, kind of went to, like, groups who supported yes. bi uh, biking, yes. triathletes, you know, yes. triathletes. Um, did you reach out to fencing groups or hockey groups? I did. Groups uh, so, so that's the challenge, right? So um, doing the triathlon story, I, I'm a triathlete, so mm -hmm. I'm in those groups already. And so it was easy to get them to support because there wasn't anything else like that. Mm -hmm. There wasn't anything else out there. But it was a challenge this time. I don't think that I reached all the groups that I can with both fencing and hockey and skiing and snowboarding. With skiing and snowboarding, yes, absolutely, because. I'm part of a longtime ski club right. and you know you had the went, connection I went to the National Brotherhood of Skiers Summit there was the, they were celebrating their 50 years in February and I was there um, pre-selling my books and so and sold out of my triathlete books so here I am oh. at a ski and snowboarding summit and I took over um I think I took over 100 books with me. That was my first time flying to a location and taking books. Mm -hmm. It's a whole endeavor, let me tell you. I can imagine. <laughs> to be able to pack up your whole setup with the table and everything and your mm -hmm. <laughs> vertical stand. Yeah, that was a little challenge. And taking books, heavy books. Yeah. <laughs> when you get on the airplane, you know already. You got your limit. Yeah. You got your limit. So, you know, just learning from that experience in itself. But the fact that I could go to a the 50-year National Brotherhood of Skiers um, event and be able to sell my triathlete books and sell out is just amazing, you know. I wish I would have been able to take more books and I'll have to learn next time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first time. First time, I know. You learn, you learn <laughs> from every experience. Look, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more with uh, Nia Boate, an, uh, an award-winning author. And we'll talk more about her endeavors and, and the future. Stay with us. This is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. I'm an ex-drug dealer, and I'll be your sub today. Two milligrams of fentanyl can be lethal. 
A lethal dose is in here. Who gets it, I won't know. It's cheap, it's potent, and it's profitable. The sad reality is fentanyl is being mixed into everything now. More kitchen now. Multiple studies have shown that marijuana can slow both driver reaction and response time, which can be really dangerous. He's here. He's here. Wait, wait, wait. What? I can't drive. What? Why? My. Oh. No, you can't. Welcome back to the 411 Live. I'm Beverly Taylor here with Nia Boate, and she is a, an award-winning author. We're talking about her new book series, Exploring All I Can Do, uh, a children's book series. But, you know, um, I think adults can get a whole lot out of these mm. this series, too, right? Yeah. So each of the books, although it's fencing, triathlons, hockey, and skiing and snowboarding, they're all um, geared to... Um, uh, individuals as you read them to be inspired mm -hmm. so uh, they're all written to inspire people to go beyond their comfort zones to try new things and those themes are resonated um, within children's books or mm -hmm. any book that you read so I really although it is a children's book I really want to uh, inspire mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all that read the book you know yeah. um, about the stories and you know seeing a grandmother you know that was important to me in the ski and snowboarding is to see someone um, who um, is older in age having fun mm -hmm. and you know I, I in my journey I was able to meet when I went to France recently with a large ski group um, one of the skiers she was close to 80 years old and still oh, wow. skiing you know she was in her late 70s you know wow. and still skiing so you know I want to be that person and mm -hmm. I think we need to show um, our children that there are opportunities that just because you reach a certain age doesn't mean that you have to um not do <laughs> that is so true, that is so true. um and I think it's a way of, of changing kind of the standard I remember when I was much much younger um and I would my grandmother I think when she was 60 she looked Oh, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm looking at, you know, back, you know, I'm older, too. So, um, <laughs> you know, back in the day, it seems like people would get to the 60, 65 and they would it's like, OK, my life is ending. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind mm -hmm. of attitude, because yeah. you just didn't see right. a lot of activity from them. You right. heard things like, well, you know, I got to take it easy, right. you know. Um, and so now. It's changed a little bit, mm -hmm. and I think your book kind of inspires people to continue with that change. I mean, yes. you don't have a, a broken leg or whatever. Right. You can still walk. You Come on now. Walk. <laughs> you can still bike. You right. can still swim. Yeah. You know, and there are people out there that are doing that. Yeah. You know, and that um, keeping active and being and being fit, mm -hmm. um, it increases the longevity of your life right. you know right. and so I think um there were many hardships of our own grandparents mm -hmm. and parents and so we live in a technology age you know we're 
if we're sedentary or we're sitting, it's because <laughs> we're choosing it, right. you know? And so the thought is if you keep moving and keep your body moving and keep your body active, um, that you'll live longer. And so, you know, get and like you said, when you were growing up, same with me. We mm -hmm. went out exploring. I was just saying on Juneteenth, part of my speech was that uh, my brother and I used to go to a creek that was close to our, our house. It was Lincoln Creek. Mm -hmm. And he and I and his friends, we would just walk the embankment and just kind of discover, thinking we were in a whole new world, like just excited about yes. the potential of what we would see. And so, you know, here we have stories that, that, Exploring All I Can Do is about giving people the opportunity to explore more than mm -hmm. <laughs> what the box of, you know, people have told them or what their maybe even their own family has not participated right. in. So, yeah, nice. I took my dad to his first hockey game. He's 70. Nice. And he really enjoyed it. He really enjoyed it. Actually, we all did. I took my nieces and nephews as well. And, um, you know, here are opportunities for us to explore different things. Mm -hmm. You know, that maybe may or may not have um, been part of us growing up. Um, but there's an opportunity now for you to do it. Why not? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it, it, I, I let me just say this. I don't want to offend anybody by saying what I did about, um, you know, um, you know, life and kind of holding back. Because I'm preaching to the choir. Mm. I'm preaching to myself. It's about living your best self. Yes, living your best self. You absolutely. Know? Yeah. And and I have to do more of that. Yes. Um, we all do. Yeah. I, and there's, there is so much more. But what you just said is significant to me because it's um, about experiencing new things. Yes. Experiencing things that... Yes. You know, you ordinarily would not. Mm -hmm. And some things you might not like. Yeah. But right. now you know. Now you know. <laughs> you know. And then there's some things you never would have thought about. Never and would have thought go, about. You know, this is, this is kind of fun. This is kind of fun. So take advantage of those things. That's one of the reasons I like uh, Milwaukee Rec. Yes. You know, they bring you get these catalogs every season mm -hmm. and they have all these different activities in they there and things did. that you never would have thought never about thought. um but for just a couple of some mm -hmm. of them some of the things are free yes and just for a few bucks you can take mm -hmm. advantage and just explore. Yeah, just explore. Or find a video, you know. That's true. Uh, you know, YouTube has so everything. Many, YouTube has <laughs> everything, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and there's so much rich history about, you know, people who have done some of these sports that hasn't even you – know, is not readily available mm -hmm. or, you know, you really have to dig for it. So it's just exciting to be able to offer something different to our youth yeah. and to um, people of color and to readers, you know, something that is different. Yeah. Here's one of those philosophical questions. What's your purpose? What's my purpose? That's interesting. <laughs> my name is Nia. Nia <laughs> means purpose. Oh, really? See, <laughs> Absolutely. It's the wonderful. fifth day of Kwanzaa. I was born on December 30th, which means Nia. And okay. Nia means purpose. Um, and so for me, you know, my thing is always leaving the world a better place than um that it was given to me. Mm -hmm. And so this is my opportunity and way of doing that yeah. in a sense that um, I always wanted to, even in my triathlete 
journey. I always wanted to encourage people outside of my circle to try that sport. And mm-hmm. so here I am um, with these series of books in which I'm able to reach more people um, and encourage them to do things that um, they may not have done right. um, without this, you know, without these books or without um, seeing these illustrations. That's great. That's yeah. great. You said you have some books coming up. Yes. They're already written. Yes. What sports? <laughs> are, are, are we still going in that vein? Exploring yeah. all I can with sports? Yes. What sports are you tackling <laughs> Oh, now? my goodness. <laughs> there hasn't been a reveal yet. <laughs> but... Oftentimes when I'm writing, I'm also thinking about um, what messages as well that I want to kind of convey. And so my next book um, will be about a grandson and a grandfather's relationship. And then I want the one after that is a sport that's going to include a family. And so that'll be bowling, actually. So I'm really excited about that um, because I want to also include about black family Mm -hmm. doing activities. And so if you notice in my books, um, you'll see um, that I I intentionally try to add characters that have some interconnection, brother and sisters, you know, individuals trying to reach their own goals. The hockey is about um, two sisters, really, um, inspiring the younger sister. The skiing and snowboarding is about a grandmother inspiring her grandchildren. Oh, wow. And so, you know, there's that... uh, you know, when I think I'm intentional, mm-hmm. you know, about um, what I'm putting out there into the world, <laughs> right. you know, using illustrators of color, using these characters of color. And so it's important for me to kind of convey these stories. In yeah. that sense. It's yeah. about relationships, yeah, relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of that is missing in our literature as well. And so, you know, I want to be able to kind of st- tell those stories in that capacity because those relationships are happening right. and we're not not bubbling out to the surface as much as we see with all the neg- negativity and the things in our world today. So, yeah. Yeah. One thing I, um, that strikes me about you, too, is uh, you, you, you practice what you preach, mm. of course. <laughs> um, and you've these books um, come out of your experience. And I think that that is something that people should really think about, mm-hmm. because if you've experienced it, it's easier to tell a story about it, yes. you know, from, you know, from that standpoint yes. versus just reading about it somewhere and then saying, well, I'm going to write a book about this, right. but you've never experienced it. Yep. So we all have experiences. Yes. We all have those stories. Yes, like you we said, <laughs> we have stories. So it's time to tell those stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And the sports is a way to tell those stories because everyone has a life, mm-hmm. you know, you're not just this one <laughs> avenue of fencing or, you know, the things that uh, the title that you have, you have a array of things that have impacted your life, yeah. good and bad, that um, could be shared that can inspire somebody else to to um, try things that they've never tried. Yeah. Do you have siblings? I do. I have an older brother. Um, shout out to my older brother and a younger sister. So I am straight in the middle. Oh, so are you that middle kid? I am that middle <laughs> kid, you know, <laughs> chasing after my brother. I was trying to be faster or climb a higher tree with him and keep up with him. And then uh, my little my little sister, my younger sister, she and I are really, really close. So That's cool. Yes, absolutely. What are they think of 
what you've you've accomplished. The whole family has been extremely supportive. In fact, um, all of the stories, I have nine nieces and nephews, and each of the stories are reflecting all of them. Is that right? So every book is going to have um, their, <laughs> their footprint on their it. Their footprint on it. Do they recognize <laughs> themselves? Is that some of yeah. the discussion? Uh, actually, it's for the triathlon book. If you saw a picture of my niece, you'd be like, that's her mm-hmm. completely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then even um, this one is Jeremiah, my um, oldest, my sister's oldest son. And on so, the fencing book. On the fencing book. Yep. And then... Um, um, this is Rocky. <laughs> so, yeah, so all of the nieces and nephews and then Adila and Natalia, the two sisters are, you know, my um, brother's um, daughters. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just love uh, Kayla <laughs> and Nehemiah. Those are my sister's kids as well. So, yeah, oh, wow. all of them are being reflected in all of the stories that I write because I want them to be inspired as well. The, mm-hmm. You know, part of this journey was me um, looking at them and wanting to, in part, um, you know, for them to know that they can do whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and encouraging them. And so um, each of these books um, I'm using. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. nice. Yes. Well, you know, we're almost out of time, but you're such a, I think that's your gift, your calling, your, you know, uh, yeah, your gift, encouraging, oh, yes. uh, encouragement. So what, what would you leave people with? What would you like to leave people with? Um, I think um, the message that I kind of conveyed um, last time is everyone has a story. Tell it. Um, it's important that you share that. And, um, and you know, it kind of bubbles up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel it. So tell your story. It's important for people to hear it. Maybe it's not in just all the written plan. Maybe it's a blog or like you do the 411. Part of, you know, telling your story and sharing that is that um, someone's out there waiting to hear it That's true. and be inspired by it. It, you know, so yeah. tell your story. It can make a difference in somebody's life. It can. Yeah. Yes, continue to. Nia Boate, it's a, always a pleasure. You. You'll come back when the other books come. <laughs> oh, you know, you're, you have a standing invitation. Oh, so thank, thank you. you for all you do. And can people get these books on Amazon or where, where, where do they go? Um, they can go to my website now, niathaauthor.com. And, and then... Um, and then you should be able to find them on Amazon and all of the other um, media places. But um, join my journey um, on Instagram, near the author, or Facebook, near the author. You know, I'm always sharing um, how I've had this whole journey. You okay. know, it's been really exciting for thank me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having mm-hmm. me. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the 411 Live. We are a nonprofit organization, so if you're so inclined to support us, go to the website, the411live.org. We're covering community issues and introducing you to interesting people. I'm Beverly Taylor, and again, this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.